If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Welcome to <laughs> Too Scared and Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for whoop themselves. Whoop. I'm Emily. Whoop whoop. <laughs> uh, I'm Emily and I'm too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. Whoop whoop. Energy is high. Henley's got her coffee. Um, I'm Sammy and <laughs> I like watching scary movies and I like telling these two about them. Oh, we love it. What's up with us? It's a new week. What's up? I feel like I had something to say. Oh, I do. Um, I ordered a bidet. Oh, hell <laughs> oh, yeah. It's big which news. Which you guys know about, which Sammy is really, it's purely because of Sammy. Big, if you're, if you've been a listener, uh, you know that Sammy loves bidets. Love bidets. If you're a friend of Sammy's, you know that she loves bidets. I love them. Um, <laughs> and I've, I've always been intimidated I truly the amount of like home purchases I have made in quarantine. I guess it makes sense. I've been in my own yeah. home for 4 months just just here. But it got me 4 months in to to figure out a, a bidet. Yeah. I'm I'm intimidated, but I'm re- I'm ready yeah, to Yeah, you're take not going to you're not going to regret this. I I promise you. <laughs> in fact, you're going to get angry whenever you have to poop anywhere other than your house. It's going to feel barbaric using regular toilet paper on a dry butt. Wow. <laughs> on a dry butt. It's going to feel barbaric. Um, I might have to force uh, my boyfriend to get a bidet. It's the only other place I go. Yeah. So yep. I might have to be like, now you got this. And this is our lives now. I think everyone should have them. Normalize bidets. They're not weird. They're amazing. Normalize them. Mm-hmm. And very European. They're very European, and and I mean, ha- make such an environmental impact. There, I mean, it's it's win win all around. There's literally no it's no downside win-win. to the days. Anyway, I'm really excited about it. And I'm so really Sammy, happy for so. you. Yeah, I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'm thrilled. What about you, Henley? Um, I just have a recommendation this week. Uh, keeping up with a theme where I've been watching Michaela Cole's I May Destroy You, oh that my God. new show on HBO Max. Have you guys seen it? So good. No, yes. I don't know it. so good. And the, the thing I want to say about it is that it's been messaged as um, like a TV show that explores her sexual assault which is true but when you read that i think that like i was like i do not want to watch that that sounds hard to watch um especially in this moment where everything is hard uh yes but it's so beautifully done and it's a comedy and it's like it's it's very it's very um i don't know it it doesn't like it doesn't it doesn't make you sit in in anything that is is really uncomfortable. Um oh, I it's disagree. very real. I disagree <gasps> hard. I I actually um 
I there was a time when I had to watch a horror movie for this podcast and I actually I was I usually like to watch a palate cleanser after a horror movie and I had an I may destroy you and I was like no I may destroy you's got to come first and the horror movie's going to be the palate cleanser for Whoa. me. I find it really upsetting but like really fucking good. I mean it just explores like every kind of rape and it's I think it's really intense. I mean, it's great. Whoa. Um, but it does sit with me afterwards, personally. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I, I guess I guess maybe my point isn't being clear. I'm not being clear enough. Like, when I hear that it's a story about sexual assault, I assume that the entire... And it, and it does focus on that, right, but right, it comes right, right. at it but from, the like... the tone isn't what you would yes, think. Yes, yes. And it also comes at it from, like, such an honest perspective that's, like, so refreshing. It's not, like, the typical, like, rape story that's just, like, yeah. awful and, like, really hard well, to watch. This woman created it, and it's about her personal... I feel like that is exactly the reason why, like, I can't, almost nobody wants to be viewed as a victim, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's, like, a, you know, a way of reclaiming that narrative and telling it in your own way that would, I think, be really empowering, not Mm -hmm. having seen it, but. It's great, and I mean, yeah, I know what you're trying to say, Henley, just, like, don't let that be a deterrent to not watch it, because it's, it's, like, it's a lot more than that. It's a lot more than that, and I'm I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with her, so. Yeah, she is rad. that's all, that's all my that's all my thing for this week. Love it. Um, Great. Well, another thing happening this week is that it is our dear silent Jenna's birthday tomorrow. <gasps> tomorrow. <gasps> well, when you're listening to this, listeners, it will be have been the last weeks. But either way, wish silent Jenna happy birthday. Oh, we love we her love so silent much. Jenna so much. She is not with us today, um, but I th- I think you could call her the fourth member of our coven (laughs) (laughs) she is we need and we need the four corners as i've learned Mm -hmm. very important um she's water right for sure she's water yes and uh oh my gosh listeners an interesting fact for you guys each of us the four of us including silent jenna are a different element in our sign um yeah so jenna is a cancer she's water i am a gemini so i'm air henley is a capricorn she's earth and Emily is an Aries. She's fire. So we're witches. We're in a coven. <laughs> we're witches. We're witches. We're in a coven. It's done. It's decided. It, that is cool, though. That's a cool fact. It's fun. I was pretty excited when I when I thought about that. Do you think we can be witches over Zoom? <laughs> Do you think the power can still translate over the Internet? <laughs> Um, I think so. I think think if we, if we really focus. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think because it's about your energies coming together, right? Which is like, Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. all out in the ether anyway. We're just going to have to practice harder. We're just going to have to, we're going to have to be witches even harder. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, what it means. Which brings us to this week's movie, guys. And it is The Craft. Um, it came out in 1996. It was directed by Andrew Fleming, written by Peter Filardi and Andrew Fleming, starring Robin Tunney, Faruja Balk, Neve, ne- excuse me, Neve, <laughs> Nev Campbell, <laughs> Rachel True, Ski Ulrich, Christine Taylor, and Brecken Meyer. What an all-star what cast. A 90s 
fucking cast that is, man. Very 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and had you guys seen this movie before? People have seen this movie, right? You no, I've never seen it. You guys have I no. did not. Oh. No, i never seen it. I think if I had honestly... And we decided it's not too scary. We all were like, I mean, come on. If I can say that, it's not scary. But I do think if I had seen it as a kid, I would have been scared. It's definitely aiming to be scary. It definitely thinks it's scary at times. Right. And I think at a point in my life, that would have been enough to convince me. Right, right. That it is scary. Yeah, I'd say the scariest thing is the bugs and snakes. Bugs and snakes, pretty bad. I was trying to think think about this, too, because in 1996, there was also just such a different representation of what was, like, cool and in. And I feel like a lot of it was very preppy and blonde and all of that. And their style is very different from that. These four girls who are the main characters. Mm -hmm. But now that's the style. Like, literally, they're wearing clothes that are cool right now. Yes, mm-hmm. everything that they're wearing you could buy now at Urban Outfitters as a 19-year-old and be like, yeah, this is my outfit and it's cool. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that they're supposed to be like rebels and not, you know, going against the fray. And now that is Bitches literally... Bitches they get called. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally the style of today. Um, I don't know. I was inspired. Yeah, they're hot and they're cool. And... We immediately, upon watching it, text each other saying, let's be witches now. We're all witches. Let's be witches now. Which is, I think, how it always starts. <laughs> let's be witches now. We decided. <laughs> um, which I guess is not necessarily the moral of this movie. Is there a moral of this movie? I don't know. I It's fun. I will say, like, it's definitely, I, like, enjoyed watching it. I also think it's bad um is that gonna be (laughs) yeah i'll save some of my thoughts for the end but i was like having fun mm -hmm. and i did see this movie as i guess uh, not a kid but probably like a preteen um not like right when it came out but i definitely remember going to slumber parties and doing light as a feather stiff as a board and um i remember liking this movie and i definitely hadn't seen it in 15 to 20 years and watching it again, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's not, uh-huh. it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I think also I could have not having not seen it and knowing how many like peers of ours, like women who grew up around our same time, love the craft and like have this connection to it. I was sort of, and it's like four women and there are witches yeah. and, I was expecting to feel a certain way about it. And I was like, oh, I, I feel the opposite way. Right. Like it, but also I had to remember it was made 25 years ago and, right. it, and things are different. Yeah. And I mean, it is cool. Just the again, we say this a lot with a lot of the movies that we talk about. The I feel like the first half was way more fun than the second half. I was like, fuck, yeah, mm-hmm. here we go. And then things really fell apart for me. Um, But I -hmm. think like the concept of like these women that feel powerless and rejected, um, like gaining their power is fucking cool. Mm -hmm. But it could have really done more with that, I thought. And it it kind of could have really. I would love to. I mean, I think there are things like this now, but like, oh, I want 
I want the craft now and I want it to be written by women. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was another thing. I was, it's another one of those movies where pretty early on I was like, was this written by a woman? I looked it up and was like, yeah, no, I didn't. didn't yeah, think by so. the ending, um, you can definitely tell it's not written by a woman. The ending's, pr- and, <laughs> yeah, I will say it becomes clearer and clearer <laughs> the point of view of this movie. Um, but also, like, it's just, it was also silly and, and kind of fun. And I really liked it. I, I honestly really, really enjoyed it. And I think it's because I went in with really low expectations. I mean, I thought that it was going to be honestly even worse than it okay, was okay <laughs> because of everything that <laughs> okay, i read there we go um i really there's it it is it's just it's just fun and it's just aesthetically fun and it's like yes. yeah the aesthetics are great and and i also i don't expect a 1996 like horror movie to be doing a lot of work when it comes to actually talking about what it's like to be a woman i don't know i kind of like <laughs> left that at the door i was like this isn't going to be that movie. true <laughs> that was um, the right way to approach yeah. it. <laughs> that was correct what you did <laughs> but it's still it's still like I don't know. It's not not a feminist. Yeah. Film. I mean, I think for its time, it was fucking <laughs> yeah. cool. Like it was like all like focused on a group of girls and female friendship and like all of their personal um, problems. Like the setup is really cool. And just having the, that them as the main characters is is cool. And I, I bet at the time. Yeah. I mean, the only men we really see are like the or skeet and brecken for like a minute right. and her dad and that's like pretty much it. Right. like it's yeah right but there are some other, there are some things that we'll touch on as we get there that i was like um man yeah but it uh, on but it also and it was like an opportunity for these like young actresses to do a cool movie mm-hmm. where it was like yeah it's i definitely it's not like bad it's not it is bad but it's not like <laughs> bad uh, <laughs> Welcome back to Cocktail Hour. This week's cocktail is the Witchy Woman. For this drink, you're going to need one and a half ounces of Campari, one ounce of orange juice, one ounce extra dry white rum, half an ounce lime juice, half an ounce orgeat syrup. Sorry, I don't really know how to pronounce that. Winging it. One dash of Angostura bitters. You will combine all ingredients in a cocktail shaker with ice and shake well. Strain into a cocktail glass and garnish with an orange slice. I had all these ingredients, so I made this drink, and it is truly delightful. It's like a witchy tiki drink. What could be better? Um, If you don't have those ingredients on hand and still want to stay on theme, you could always drink the blood of your sisters, which I believe is just red wine and a little bit of blood from a finger prick of your closest friends. Cheers! Is it time for trivia yet? It's time, I think. Let's do it. So there's a cool, uh, they you know, they call it an oral history on Entertainment Weekly f- for the craft. That's fun to read where they interview the um, writer and the director and the actresses. Um, just, I guess it came out in like 2015 or something or when, when they did this. Um, looking back on it. And one interesting thing that is in that article is that the director is talking about how they were trying to get it to be a PG-13 rating. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be PG-13, but they came back and said that it was R because it was devil worship. 
It's man on worship. Okay. <laughs> Let's be clear. They were like, they were like, we specifically say in the film that it's not it's double not worship. Double That's worship. a line in the movie. And they think the real reason that they came back and said that it was R in addition to people having fears about devil worship um, is that they talk about suicide so bluntly. Mm. And in the 90s, mm. that was just not accepted in the way that it is. It's more commonly accepted now. Um to discuss openly. Right. So. Wow. I did not realize it was rated R. It is not it a is, rated it R It should movie. not be rated R. <laughs> it's like absolutely not a rated R movie. Um, so we just, we sort of just brought it up. But so they, they worship Manon, this deity, Manon, mm-hmm. um, which the whole time I was watching, I don't know if you guys are super familiar with Great British Baking Show. Oh, it's, yeah. I, it's my like <laughs> favorite thing to put on. And there was a baker in one of the more recent seasons, this beautiful French woman yes, named Manon. I and that's that all I could think of the whole time was like, oh, Manon, Manon. And in the <laughs> trivia, there there is a trivia about how Manon is a French woman's name. And they just like made up that this he was named Manon, but it's spelled the same. It is Manon, uh, which is just really it's interesting probably, to me. Yeah, it's probably her. It was probably her. And she's lovely. I remember I did watch that season. I liked her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great. Um, I was going to point out that this is Nev and Skeet's second film that came out in 96. Big year for them. A scream being the other, obviously. Um, some casting what ifs I saw that are fun is Sarah, the role of Sarah, our main character, who is played by Robin Tunney. Um, they considered Angelina Jolie and um, Alicia Silverstone for the part. And then last little bit of trivia that is horrifying, and we will talk about this is maybe the scariest part mm. of the mm-hmm. movie. One scene involved using over 3,000 snakes. Yikes. 3,000 snakes. Too many snakes. Too many snakes. <laughs> I don't even really have a problem with snakes in general. I don't, I don't have a problem with one. I don't have a huge problem with two. Three's pushing it. 3,000 get me the fuck out of there. That <laughs> 3, is 000. way too <laughs> way many too snakes. Wait, you, you guys, I'm reading in this oral history. Um, first, okay, Robin Tunney says, um, the snakes were real, the rats were real, the maggots were real. I was in shock. Ugh. They threw a rat on my head. <laughs> I was no! completely freaked Actors out. Actors right. And then, and then Fleming, was he the, is he the director? Yes. Yeah. Um, he said, supposedly that was the record number of any kind of animal in one scene. The animal guy got 10,000 snakes. That shot in the staircase. It was a weird night. Is he just exaggerating for this interview? Was it 3,000 or 10,000? 10,000 is insane. Imagine, just close your eyes. (laughs) Close your eyes and try to picture 10,000 snakes. There's no way they could find 10,000 snakes on a staircase. 10,000? No, I refuse to believe that it was 10,000. <laughs> That's what he says. Emily, we have to take his How word for it. How do you transport 10,000 snakes? What vehicle do you use to bring 10,000 snakes? It's just like a 40-foot trailer that they open up and snakes just fall out of the back. I mean, we're talking about a difference of 7,000 snakes, which I know, is it's insane. A big difference. It's a big difference. The word snakes makes no sense to me anymore. Oh, I hate when that happens. <laughs> um, okay, should we watch the trailer? Let's watch the trailer. Why not? To the other kids at St. Bernard Academy, 
They were the girls who didn't belong. Whatever you do, stay away from them. Why? They're witches. But after years of being on the outside... Why'd you lie about me? I don't want to go out with you again. Please, stop begging. It's pathetic. Four girls are about to discover the dark side. You ever heard of invoking the spirit? Black magic. We can make things happen. I mean, this is it. This is real. The craft. You girls, watch out for those weirdos. <laughs> we are the weirdos, Mister. Wow. What a silly little trailer. It's so, so 90s. That trailer made it seem fun again. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> it did include my favorite line from the whole movie um, at the end, which is, we're the weirdos, mister. Mm-hmm. Like, Hell yeah. Also, I love how the tagline in this is exercise your rights. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, exercise your rights. <laughs> Very good. I love it. Great copy. Great copywriters. I love it. Great copy. And the voiceover in that trailer is so 90s. Whatever that song is, the like what they're wearing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a Smith's cover and it is the theme song for Charmed. And one other trivia is that they're like they're pretty suspicious that Charmed is like a straight ripoff of this movie. Because the director, Andrew Fleming, wrote kind of a spinoff of this as a pilot script and submitted it to Warner Brothers. And they were super interested. Oh, my God. They were super interested. And he even like included like this will be the theme song, this like Smith song. (gasps) And they eventually turned it down. And then in 98, so two years later, came out with Charmed, which is about which is with that same theme song. So pretty compelling, wow. pretty compelling evidence that it's a ripoff. Pretty compelling. <laughs> <laughs> One might say they could have worked just a tiny bit harder to, to cover, cover their tracks. <laughs> Maybe just a different song would have been just <laughs> fine. Uh, put a shadow of a doubt in there, but okay. It's a great song. Who can blame them? Who can blame? It's the only song that would work. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's do it. Let's freaking do it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. 
So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Emily, you lead the way. (laughs) Okay, we start off. We're looking at candles. We're looking at what looks like a snow globe, but it's probably a crystal ball. We see three women chanting, these three teens holding each other's hands, eyes closed around a table chanting, now is the time, now is the hour, ours is the magic, and ours is the power. Now is the time, now is the hour. Ours Ours is magic, ours is the power. power. The craft and comes it up has on like the screen. all these quick cuts of like boom, 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 pentagram, candles. I don't even remember, but it's just like which, 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 like, which, which, like, which, bam, 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 bam. Um, this is what's happening. Yeah, the titles really made me laugh. And then there, and then there's yeah, there's the background of just the clouds, like the blue sky with the very white clouds. And I remember so badly as a kid, like wanting my room to have a cloud like mural on it and thinking that was like Mm. the coolest thing you could possibly have and it was giving me a flashbacks to being a kid and thinking that clouds were like the coolest thing you could (laughs) use clouds are so fucking cool (laughs) clouds are so cool damn yes we do we see these clouds and it turns out we're up in a plane so we, we we see this uh other like teenage girl she's on a plane with her parents they fly into lax where it's pouring rain excuse me Mm -hmm. come on now when does that happen it's a very damp los angeles i was noticing extremely damp took me right out of it uh, (laughs) yeah me too i was like is this seattle where are we um excuse me i also will say one of the fun things i love movie set in la i love being like that's lax i know it i've been there Oh, mm-hmm. they're in downtown. I'm familiar. Uh, it really. I did. I, I did get excited right away too. I get so excited. <laughs> um, so they arrive in LAX, get in a cab, drive into their Beverly Hills home, which is um, gorgeous. As they're driving, gorgeous home. As they're driving, our this girl like briefly sees a big boa constrictor out the window <laughs> on her drive, and then that. But that's fine. We keep going. They come to their lovely Beverly Hills house. They clearly just moved there. It's full of boxes. The roof is leaking. And they're like, oh, we're going to need to get this roof fixed. Um, The girl unpacks. The only thing she unpacks is a framed photograph of a uh, young woman. There's a knock at the door. 
She opens it and it's a, a stranger, someone she doesn't know. And he is holding a snake and he is like, oh, I have this snake. Something like I have this snake for you. Oh, no, I found this out back. Um, and she freaks out. I mean, I, she doesn't know this man. It's raining. He's got a snake at her door. Does he know her name? He's obviously supposed to be scary, but it's done in a way that's very 90s and it's not actually scary at all. It's she also like very... falls back very dramatically. Like, yeah, she like <gasps> she freaks out and screams for her dad and is like, ah! um, and, and the dad is like, get out, get out of our house. And <laughs> he then comes with a fire poker. Steps, yeah. And then like stomps on the snake and kills the snake out of frame. It's a lot. It's a dramatic moment. She also doesn't react this way, like, throughout the rest of the movie. Um, by no. the way, did we mention this is Robin Tunney? This is Robin Tunney's character. This is Robin Tunney. Uh, her um, name is Sarah. Sarah. She is our protagonist. Mm-hmm. FYI. FYI. So this is our introduction to her. Um, the next day, she starts at her high school. Um, and as she's, like, getting, she's at her locker, start of the day, these three girls, the ones we saw in the opening sequence, are walking down the hall and the pop the popular boys i would say it seems pretty clear they're the popular boys they say mm-hmm. scary bitch alert as they walk down the hall and they glare at each other and so we're getting some some tension here uh-huh um nev campbell's character whose name is bonnie yes right she is reading an almanac <laughs> um and she <laughs> says that it says that they're they they're Something is arriving today. And she was like, oh, maybe it's our fourth person. Oh, yes. They kind of keep mentioning they need a fourth person. We saw them doing some sort of witchcraft in the opening. They need a fourth member of their coven. North, east, south, west, earth, air, fire, water. (laughs) They need the fourth. They need a fourth. Um... We, then we go to French class. All of them are in class together. The popular boys, the witches, Sarah. So Nev Campbell, Be- Bonnie, looks over at Sarah. because She's thinking like, oh, there's a new girl. Maybe this is our fourth. She sees Sarah balancing, like concentrating and having a pencil balance on its tip, like straight up on her desk. And it's clear she's like concentrating on it. She's making it happen. But sort of absentmindedly, Sarah sees Bonnie see her. The pencil falls and she looks like a little spooked. Um, but Bonnie is clearly like, oh, okay, this bitch can do some shit like that. Yeah, this cool. is our fourth. This is this our might be fourth our fourth. S- but then she tries. But the next day, biology next, and Sarah needs a a table to to do science at. You know, I used to have to like be at those tables. Choose a group. Those like concrete, those black whatever tables in science classes. Anyway, she each needs, take turns looking into your microscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of you's writing down what you see. You know, you're all doing it. <laughs> um, she tries to join the the witches. Sarah's like, oh, hey, I, you know, I need a table. Can I join you guys? And um, this is where... So the three three witches, we've got Bonnie, who's Nev Campbell. We have um, Nancy, Nancy, who's sort of our main... She's a bit of the leader of the crew. Kruja Balk. Kruja Balk. Um and she's the most like goth looking, constantly wearing patent leather, patent mm-hmm. leather, all black, short, sort of spiky pixie eyeliner of complete circle around her eye, the dark purple mm-hmm. lipstick. Ooh, it's such yeah. a look. Ooh, with, like and lip she always, liner. Mm-hmm, she always has They're yeah, that, wearing, mm-hmm. big crosses in there, silver Cross crosses. Jewelry. That yep, patent yep, leather yep. trench coat is a real look. Honestly, you guys, I'm 
going to wear this exclusively from here on out. <laughs> I can't wait. I love it. Ex- I don't know if I've mentioned it, but I love it. <laughs> but you, lo- but Henley loves it. And then we have Rochelle, who is played by Rachel True. So that is our... So that is our three. This is our coven, our witches. So Sarah approaches them and is like, hey, can I be at your table? And they sort of don't... They don't answer her. Nancy sort of glares at her and she goes like, oh, okay, I guess... Guess we're not friends. Mm-hmm. Later, we go to lunch, and uh, Skeetle Rich's character's name is Chris. He comes up to Sarah. She's a new girl. He's like, oh, hey, because he and the popular boys were kind of being douchey in French class. Um, and so he says, hey, you know, sorry, we were being, we were being douchey. That's not the words he says, but sorry, we were being douchey in French. Uh, and she's a little bit sharp with him. She's like, oh, get, like, get out of here. And he... She says, sorry, people have been being really rude to me today, so I'm just, like, not here for it. And mm-hmm. he says, who's, who's been rude? And she points out the, the girls, and he goes, oh, steer clear of them. They're witches. Um, mm-hmm. She doesn't really question. She just goes, okay. Um, and he says, well, you know, if you want, you can watch me at football practice later. <laughs> Which she if rolls, you want, if you want, she rolls around and is like, yeah, right, I won't do that. But then she shows up and watches him at football practice. <laughs> um, and the witches show up and they apologize for being rude. Nancy tells her to avoid Chris. He gives people diseases. I should know. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, okay. Yikes. Yeah, it's a huge, huge, huge reveal. Sorry I was rude. <laughs> nice to meet you. This guy gave me an STD. Anyway, do you want to come shopping? Um, come shopping. <laughs> shopping. We're going to get a five-finger discount. Another super 90s that we're going to get the five-finger discount. Um, as they're walking to go shopping, um, one of them notices that Sarah has some scars on her wrists, mm-hmm. vertical scars up her wrists from having slit her wrists at some point attempted to commit suicide yeah it's bonnie bonnie notices and bonnie says oh you did it right you did it the right way the right way yeah and she says like oh yeah i basically is like yeah i uh, tried to kill myself anyway yeah didn't didn't work Uh, here i am i wanted to die um we don't really get much more than that but nancy's kind of like punk rock like yeah let's go shopping hell yeah (laughs) fuck yeah yeah, you slit your wrist the right way. I love that about you. Um, they go into this magic shop. This like very there's like kind of like occulty, yeah, like Wiccan. Incense. Honestly, honestly, every shop in LA is like this. Every now. shop is. This is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking your house of intuition. We're talking like you've been <laughs> yeah. here. You've seen it. Um, there's curtains. incense. There's crystals. <laughs> um, some like warm hued. Uh, fabrics. Um, uh, we probably got a Himalayan salt lamp somewhere. You know it. You've seen it. So they're wandering around this little magic shop. Uh, Bonnie uh, hands Sarah a like a diary type book and tries to get her to steal it. Sarah says, "I have a diary. I don't need to steal this." Mm-hmm. So Sarah like tries to walk in past a curtain into this back room, and the shopkeeper stops her. And she looks at her and she says, ooh, you are, have you studied witchcraft before? And she says, no, mm-hmm. I haven't. She goes, ooh, so you're a natural, I can't do racks, I don't know what it is. It's something, it's something. Uh, your but power she says, comes oh, from within. Your power comes from within, I don't know. She's probably like Spanish or something, whatever. Um, she says she's a natural witch. She's like, oh, so you're a natural witch. 
And yeah. Sarah does not disagree. So Sarah has, has has some powers. She also points out her ring that she's wearing, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, she's oh like, that was your mother's." Yeah, she goes, "And your doesn't she say your mother was a witch? Doesn't she say that to her in this scene?" She says it at some point. If it's not this scene, it's another scene. So sure. <laughs> um. So yeah. So they she buys the stuff. They start walking in, and this is the part I love. I was like, this is downtown. I know it. Look at that. Look, I know exactly where they are. Mm-hmm, How mm-hmm. fun. They're walking down in downtown LA. At night, she sees the same strange man again who came to her door. With another snake. With another snake. The dude loves snakes. This is one of the 10,000. <laughs> one of the uh, <laughs> aforementioned 10,000 snakes. Um. He starts following her and running after her and saying, I think this is now where he says her name. He's like, Sarah, I had a dream that you died and is Mm -hmm. just like freaking her out. She starts running. All the girls start running. He runs out into the road to try to follow after her. All the four girls like turn and direct their attention at him. And he gets hit by a car and run over by like several cars yeah it's mm-hmm. kind of um it's a it's a little graphic uh yeah he gets he gets big time big time hit by a car several cars and the girls they they run away into the woods look there are no woods next to downtown LA. Oh, no. there's no, no, no runnable no. distanced woods from where they were at they were on broadway mm-hmm. they were on broadway by clifton's um and they ran into the woods and this doesn't exist here but you know let's Let's give it to them. They run into the woods. Sure. They're freaking out. They are so excited. They're saying, oh, my gosh, I, we made him get hit by a car. We did that. All four of them are saying. They're that, so they're, pumped. Oh, my God. We just so fucking pumped. killed that dude. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they're like looking at each other and going, did you like, did you think you wanted him to hit by, get hit by a car? Yeah. I was thinking it, too. Were you thinking it? Yeah. I was thinking it. Oh, my gosh. We made him get hit by a car. He was going to hurt you. He was after you. We did it. Our power. We're amazing. They're really mm-hmm. pumped. And they're like, this is proof. Sarah's our fourth. We always needed a fourth. This is it. Our power is coming into being. Uh, this is where we learned that they worship man on the uh, baker from the Great British Baking Show. <laughs> 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 um, they're, my next note says they're horny for him. They clearly are. Nancy especially is like, man on, I, I want him like in me and <laughs> and, I, and I like want to take in his power and they're like they describe, really horny they des- for him. They describe man on, she says, is it God? Is it Satan? And, he sa- and she says, if God and Satan were playing a football game, Manon would be the football field and the sun shining down on them. Manon is everything. And yeah, they're like, ooh, give me that sweet, sweet man on. Ooh, give me that man on. <laughs> Um, here she makes a great cake. I'm never going to get over that. Um, okay. Uh, it's a stupid joke. <laughs> Let's leave it behind. Um, the next night, Sarah is out on a date Wait, with you Chris. Mean, so, but Sarah, at just at the end of that experience, uh, Ooh, she yeah. gets pissed at them because she feels like they're being a little power hungry and it's freaking her out. And um, I can't remember exactly what someone says, but someone says something where they're like, it's all he makes everything better. Manon makes everything better. And she's like, you can't nothing can make everything better. And they, they're like, what's your problem? And she's like, yeah, it, it becomes clear that that. Yeah, you're right. That Sarah's has. I mean, we now sort of know if we didn't know for sure at the beginning, her mom has died. 
And she tried to kill herself. So Sarah has dealt with some shit. And these girls are just horny for man on and don't fully maybe understand. Um, One thing that's that, admirable about Sarah is that she is everything. not. Yeah, she's not swayed by the uh, people around her. Like when Bonnie tried yeah. to get her to steal and when she's very she's very like forthright and just like she obviously. Knows herself. Yeah, obviously. She knows like, herself. Uh, Which is is admirable Mm -hmm. and fucking so rare in general, but especially in high school. Are you fucking kidding me? As a new student in a high school? Oh my God. I barely know myself today as a 31-year-old woman. Hardly. Barely. If my friends asked me to steal something, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'm like, God, you want me to worship man on what? Fine. What does it take? I'm in. <laughs> so then you see that she's kind of like started to date Skeet Ulrich because uh, she's she's like left behind the other group. Yeah, which is like they didn't want her to date him, but she's still doing it. Um, Look, we've talked in previous episodes about how hot Skeet Ulrich is. He's hot. I will say this movie less hot, less hot. Look. Yeah, not. I, like, <laughs> I agree. I agree. If I were to rank all the skeet orchids I've seen, this one's my least favorite. But you know, he's still hot in that. We can't deny it. We can't deny it. He says, "Like, oh, you want to like get?" They're like sitting on a steel beam on like a building roof or something. It's like they're they're like in the. I don't know what they're doing. They're hanging out. They're making out. Then he says, like, oh, do you want to, like, come back to my place? And she says, oh, I have to I have to get home. I, I can't. And he sort of looks away. And she goes, are you upset? And he looks back and goes, no, 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 no. It's, it's fine. Just, like, really unconvincing. And the next day at school, uh, the witches come up to Sarah. And they're like, hey, so Chris is going around saying that you were the lousiest lay he's ever had. And from him, that's really saying something. Like, he went from saying, no, no, it's okay. I'm not I'm not mad at you. To the next day being like, I fucked her and it was bad. Just because, she, like, as literal immediate retribution for her not sleeping with him. It's crazy. So Sarah is fucking pissed and goes up to him and goes, why would you be telling those lies about me? Which also, badass move to be like, hey, what the fuck? She confronts and him. He, she confronts him. He backs away and goes, ugh, loudly and publicly. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to date you anymore. Stop asking. It's pathetic. He is gaslighting. He's gaslighting for sure. Mark your bingos. Mark your bingos, man. That's happening. Uh, cut to we see Rochelle uh, is is diving into the pool at school. They have a fucking dope. It's like a Beverly Hills private school, so it's nice facilities. They have like a tall ass diving board and she's getting ready to dive into the pool. Laura, who's a character we haven't really met yet, who's um Christine Taylor, if that's her name, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so she is like watching from the pool edge, Rochelle trying to dive in, laughing, like giggling at her with her friends. Rochelle lifts off to dive into the pool. And Laurel's like, don't flop. Or so just, like, she yells, shark. Oh, that's right. I should have remembered. I blocked it out. I hate sharks. Um, she yells, <laughs> shark. And so Bonnie sort of flops into the pool. In the locker room, Laura pulls a hair out of her brush, hairbrush, and goes, ew, there's a pube in my hairbrush. Oh, no, wait. It's just one of Rochelle's nappy hairs. Mm-hmm. And Rochelle comes to her and goes, hey, what's your fucking problem? And Laura goes, I don't even want to fucking say this. It's awful, but it's in the movie and it's part of the point of the movie. Laura looks at her and goes, 
Um, nothing. I just don't like Negroids. Oh, it's so crazy. It's like when you hear it, you're like, whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) It's fucking crazy. Um... So we're, in this moment, we're sort of going through to each of these, each of our, our witches, our main witches, sort of see yes. what their deals are. So that's Rochelle. We sort of see her have this interaction with Laura. We go to mm-hmm. Bonnie and Bonnie is at the uh, hospital undergoing some sort of like gene therapy. We learned earlier Bonnie is covered in burns. We never learn why. She's covered no. in, in these really intense burn scars sort of all over her arms and back. Um. It's known, like, pe- people at school know that she's, like, covered in scars. I think Chris, or, you know, Skeet Ulrich's character mentioned it earlier, like, oh, mm-hmm. gross. Scar girl. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But so mm-hmm. she's go- undergoing this gene therapy, and it's really painful. She's having, like, needles poked into her back, and that it's not nice. It's sad for her. Um, yeah. We go to Sarah, who is having a dream. Um, she's sleeping, she's having a dream about slitting her wrists. That's also not great. Uh, Nancy comes home to like a trailer, it seems, where her uh, mom and we learn stepdad are just sort of fighting and being shitty. And she sort of locks herself in her room to not have to hear them. And it's like not not a great environment. Um, The next day at school, the four girls get on a city bus um, to go on a little field trip, and this is where my my favorite line in the movie comes. They get out. They're all. They look cool as hell. They're wearing like these sort of like long. They're all wearing like I guess Nancy's wearing black, but a couple others wearing like, these like long floral sort of dresses with little sweaters and like these cool narrow, colorful sunglasses that are very mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. right now, and like yeah. hats, and they just look fucking. They all cool. look like Gigi Hadid. They, yes. Every single one of them looks like Gigi Hadid. <laughs> every single one. And they get off the bus, and as they're getting off the bus, again, a field, which is, like, not a city bus away from downtown Los <laughs> Angeles. Absolutely not. Um, with, like, absolutely not. But they get off the bus, and the bus driver says, uh, watch out for those weirdos, girl, because they're, like, you know, teenage girls. And girls, watch out for those weirdos. And Nancy pulls down her sunglasses and says, we are the weirdos, mister. And he doesn't know what to say to that. Looks a little weirded out and drives away. Um, <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. So they get they go into a field. They've got a lovely little picnic set up. Pentagram in the middle of their situation on a little blank. Like you do. Snacks. They've got wine. Um, they each of them pricks their index finger. Uh, so a little bit of blood comes out. Squeezes it into a big old goblet of wine, and they all drink from it. And they say, each one by one, they go, "I drink of my sisters," and and then they each sort of make like a what they wish for their proclamation, yeah, Yeah, what they wish to happen for them in their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so let's start with Sarah. Hers is she has a picture. How does she have a picture already of Chris? Like a a printed out like Walgreens printed uh, disposable <laughs> camera shot of uh, Chris. She wants Chris to like her. I think this is when I already this is when I started having problems with the movie. Yes. Because I, I was yes. like, why do you want Chris to like you? We've seen he is bad. He, he is, is bad. bad. And as we said, it's not even his hottest look. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
That said, I guess maybe it's realistic because in high school you don't know yet and you're like attracted to people who are big pieces of shit to you. So all of their things in this moment suck to me. But I had a similar moment of being like, well, they're 16. And when you're 16, you care about boys and looking hot. I mean, fuck. Now I care about boys and looking hot. But it's like that's (laughs) I it really bums me out in retrospect and watching that like. Their main objectives with this power that they do have, they are able to access power. It is all about making them more attractive, making their enemy girls less attractive and getting boys to like them. Um, But yeah, Rochelle says, I actually appreciated Rochelle's, but it didn't pan out in quite this way. But she says, she says, like, give me strength to not hate my enemy basically as much as she hates me. Speaking about Laura, who's racist, Mm -hmm. which is like not what ends up happening, but not what ends up happening at all. Uh, Bonnie wants her scars to go away, essentially. Yeah, Um, Bonnie, Bonnie, who is. Stunning with the scars. Stunning. And the thing is, she it's fucking Nev <laughs> it's Campbell Nev who Campbell. is so hot and gorgeous and is still like I mean Nev Campbell's gorgeous face and like they it's not like you know how sometimes in movies, I mean all the time in movies they go like look at this hot woman that we made ugly. They don't even do that. They just give her scars on her arms and back, which I'm sure as a teen would be mortifying. But She's yeah. still stunning and looks stunning, but she just she wants her scars to go away so she can be more confident in her looks, which, you know, mm-hmm. that's fine. Sure, 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 that's sure. Fine. So they all they're passing the goblet around. They're all taking just like one little sip. It gets that round to Nancy. She drinks the whole thing down, which, by the way, we mentioned that it has all of their blood in it. Right. We said that um, <laughs> it has all their blood yes. in it. And she also says, I just want all the powers of Manon. And Mm -hmm. she's horny for Manon. We already (laughs) said it. She's really horny for him. So this is when I was like, "Uh oh, uh oh. Uh And we were already (laughs) getting a little bit of like Nancy. Uh oh, Nancy's sort of power hungry. The rest of these girls are teenagers who want to be witches. She has an intensity about her that the other ones don't quite seem Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. Um. After they finish their ritual, a whole big flock of butterflies comes down and flies around them. And they all are going, oh, my gosh, it's Manon. It's Manon. He's here with us. It's working. It's working. Um, Next day at school, Chris comes up to Sarah and apologizes for his behavior and is really into her and starts following her around. And and they're really excited. And she and Rochelle are, are walking together and like, God, it's, it's working as or she and no, she and Bonnie are together, and then Nancy and uh Rochelle are together, and, and Bonnie and they're her laughing like, oh my god, it's working, it's working. She gives him all her textbooks and goes, like, hey, hold these textbooks for me. And he does it. She says, Hold Bonnie's textbooks too, and he does it. Right. And she says, Come and sit next to us at mass because it's Catholic high school. She's he just does. testing the limits. Testing the limits, they're all amazed that it's working. Um his friends, Breck and Meyer, looks over and was like, what's going on? Like, why are you doing what that girl says? We hate women. Um, but it's working. <laughs> Rochelle leans over to Nancy in another pew and goes, oh, my gosh, look, the spell's working. And Nancy does not look happy about it. Um, so you get we're getting very serious vibes that Nancy is jealous of Sarah because she clearly likes Chris, um, even though. <laughs> Yes. He gave her a disease. Also, I will say, too, there's a lot. I don't know if this happens now or later, but 
the other girls are very excited about the fact that Sarah is clearly very powerful and that including Sarah gave them their fourth. It, it They're very excited about Sarah. Yeah. Nancy is not thrilled at how much everybody loves Sarah um, and is clearly jealous uh, that Chris is, I mean, due to a magical spell into Sarah. Um, then we go to, yeah, their house for a slumber party. It's uh, Bonnie's house. We're having a little sleepover. Again, Nancy's wearing patent leather head to toe. <laughs> She's As wearing you do when you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> She's wearing patent leather pants. This is my sleep leather. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is... This is, I think, probably the most famous scene from the movie. This is what I think of when I think of the craft. I think it's um, Sarah, right? Who is like, have you guys ever played light as a feather, stiff as a board? And none of them have heard of it. They're like, what? And she says, you basically like put your finger underneath a person and imagine her as weightless. Like she weighs like a a, a feather and you know, through our envisioning it that way, we'll be able to lift her off the ground as if she was as light as a feather. With so only, all- yeah, two fingers, each of us. Mm-hmm. This reminds me, it's it's different, but we did at a family reunion a few years ago. I don't remember how this fucking came up, but there was like a really long, you know those like extra long rulers? Yeah. So there was one yardstick. A yardstick. Honestly, honestly, no, I don't. But sure. It's called a yardstick. Sammy is correct. It is called a yardstick. yardstick. Oh, yes. I do know what a yardstick is. Some of us call them extra long rulers because, you know. A big and tall ruler. A jumbo ruler. Yeah, big and tall. Big and tall. (laughs) Big and tall ruler. We were at this house, my family, and I think it was my uncle who was like, if everyone puts like a finger like they're two index fingers and we're all lined up on side to like lift up the ruler but you have to keep it from tipping and you think oh that's so easy there's a group of us it's so fucking hard it is so hard to keep the ruler straight oh that's interesting it's really anyway it's hard to work together try it it's It's hard to work together and like the lack of pressure anyway yeah, so they do it, and they they um. But they're magic. Uh, uh, Rochelle is laying down, and the other three are gathered around her with two fingers. They're chanting, "Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board." And she starts levitating off of the ground, and they all kind of open their eyes and are like, "Oh fuck, this is working!" And then just then, um, whoever's house they're at, mom Bonnie, opens the door. Mm-hmm. Bonnie's mom opens the door and is like, I have fresh towels for you, girls. <laughs> and Rochelle falls to the ground and then they're just really laughing. This is exciting. Bonnie with each other, uh, sisterhood. Uh, the next day at school, Sarah walks past Laura, the racist bully in the hall. And as she walks past her, she yanks one of her hairs from her head. Mm-hmm. Um, then they braid it, I guess, sort of into Rochelle's hair yep. um, mm-hmm. and are sort of ta- and Rochelle's talking about, you know, like, apparently like, the deal is nothing's going to happen to Laura unless she's shitty to Rochelle again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wouldn't you know it? Laura bullies her again. I mean, come on. People are going to be how they are. Um, and almost immediately, Laura's hair starts falling out she like pulls out her hair and a big clump comes out and Rochelle looks over like oh shit it's okay it's it's working 
Bonnie is at her doctor's appointment. They're they're trying to see how effective her last treatment was. The they start basically peeling her back away, and all of her scars mm-hmm. are gone. They can't believe it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so then she shows up at school with like a t-shirt. She's got cleavage. She walks in again, still looking exactly like she did before. Only now she doesn't have scars on her arms. Still hot as hell, <laughs> and everyone takes notice. Oh my god! Ooh, ooh, she's hot. Look at her. Oh my gosh, this woman I never even saw before because the scars were blinding. <laughs> they go, yeah. We go to Nancy's house. Um, her stepdad is an asshole. He's he like sort of hits on Nancy, and then he's like a little abusive to her mom, and uh has a heart attack and dies and we learn that he had a and this part oh my god so 1996 i couldn't believe it they a guy comes from his work to talk to nancy and nancy's mom and is like hey so um you know obviously this is a tough time you're grieving he had a a a, a large pension that will go to you. Really, Bull really pensions large pensions don't it's, exist anymore. Uh-huh. It's a, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, it's huge. It's a lot of money for you guys. It is one hundred seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> Count them and weep. <laughs> Which, like, look, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. If somebody gave me one hundred seventy five thousand dollars, I would lose my shit. I'd be pumped. But they freak out as if they were just given. A million dollars. They freak out. One hundred seventy-five thousand. I truly, I could. I, I mean, in L.A., excuse me, that's like a month. It's of a, stuff, it's a it's down payment on a normal house. <laughs> a very, a very normal house. Um, but they freak out. They're fucking pumped. They move into a some fucking dope apartment. It looks like Century City. I don't know. They they moved into a. a it's like a penthouse yeah a penthouse apartment they're so excited the girls come over um and they do another ritual in nancy's bedroom that is all about um like it, it's what is the what is the wording they say like i'll Glamour? make if i believe it i'll make you see it something like that so it's uh sarah makes her hair blonde they all freak out um, they learn this new trick. They've all, they all are like, holy shit. It's like everything we wanted to happen has happened. Manon is in us. But the thing about Nancy, though, is they're in this fancy penthouse apartment and she's clearly still like miserable. Like she has this fancy apartment now, but her mom is still really pissing her off. And like they clearly have a terrible relationship. You can just tell that things are still bad mm-hmm. with her. Obviously. Yeah, it's all like very surface I mean, level. Like we said, very surface level mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's um it's like they wished for things without sort of fully understanding what the consequences of those choices mm-hmm. would be. Um which is uh represented by that night at like three AM. Chris shows up outside of Sarah's window asking her to move in with him because he's so in love with her. She says, Hey, like, I'm not ready for that, that we don't well, she's sort of getting a little bit uncomfortable with how obsessed right. with her We're teenagers. We don't move in together. We're teenagers. It's been, a, I don't know, a month. Um, And he says, I don't know. I just, I can't eat. I can't sleep. You're all I think about. So she's sort of realizing this has gone a bit too far. Uh, They go to the mad, that same magic shop that they went to originally that they're not mad, which, which 
shop. I don't know. House yep. of Intuition. Uh, they go there. The next day, uh, Sarah asks that woman, how do you undo a love spell? And she says, oh, there's there's no undoing a spell. Once you've put it out in the universe, it's just that's you have to wait and see what comes back to you. Um, that woman says, she says, there's no such thing as black or white magic. It all lives somewhere in the between. Whatever you send out, you get back three times back to you. Um, N- Nancy, Sarah seems a little freaked out by this knowledge. She's not loving it. Um, Nancy, not so much. She finds a book about invoking the spirit and asks to, she goes to buy it. She has money now. Who knew? Um, and the shop owner sort of advises her, this is pretty serious stuff. I don't know if you want to buy this book. And Nancy doesn't heed her warnings. And it's like, bitch, I have money. I'm cool. Whatever. I'm going to buy this book. So they walk out onto the beach. They all have like a little animal in a cage. Mm-hmm. They make a pentagram out of rocks on the sand. They do this crazy ritual where they're standing their arms are up in the sky and they're all going I, I call the corners of the north spirit of the earth whatever they each mm-hmm, do their things mm-hmm. and they're calling for men on they're invoking the spirit lightning is going crazy in the sky uh, which again in LA very <laughs> rare uh, Nancy gets st- full on struck mm-hmm. by lightning like it like shoots her full body knocks him out knocks them all out. Uh, the next morning, they all sort of come to up on the beach and the three girls see Nancy walking out, walking towards them from the ocean. Walking on water. Walking on water from the ocean uh, saying that Manon is in her. It has yeah, happened. she's pretty scary in this moment, she's I'd say. She's feeling really yeah. great. Uh, they hear sirens and look down the beach, literally like just to the right of them, down the whole shoreline of the beach are a bunch of beached dead sharks, just like mm-hmm. one and after dolphins another after and another. everything, like all these uh, big a, sea creatures I mean, just killed. Big sea creatures. I focus on the sharks because, again, I hate sharks. I hate them mm-hmm. so much. I love They're sharks. They're so scary. Biggest fear. I know Samuel loves sharks. I'm so scared of sharks. Don't want to see him. Even dead. There's a big shark. There's a hammerhead. I mean, they're all dead. They're all down there. Dead. Yeah. Beached. Dead. And Nancy's like throwing herself on them like, oh, my God, I love you so much. I feel you inside of me. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> this is a gift. It's a gift yeah. from Manon. Thank you, Manon, for these dead sharks. Thank you. Thank you. Yay, yay, yay. And all, yeah, everyone else is standing looking at her like, fuck, what's happening? Yeah, Sarah is really freaked out on their drive home. Sarah says, hey, uh, I sort of think enough is enough. Things have gone really far. Aren't you guys freaked out? Isn't this weird? I do want to note that Nancy is driving in this scene. And I'm like, who let Nancy drive after this? Who put her behind the wheel after she was literally given the power of man on? That feels like a bad idea. They should have reconsidered that. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, Sarah is the only one that is scared at all. 
Nancy's like Bonnie and Rochelle mm-hmm. are thrilled and Nancy's like I'm hot all of a sudden my scars on my back are gone so Bonnie yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And Sarah even says, Sarah's like, Bonnie, you used to be nice and now you're really narcissistic. And she's like, huh, I used to hate myself and now I'm hot. Shut the fuck up. She's like, I don't care what you think. I'm hot now. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, which honestly, point taken. Um, sure. They're and driving just through like downtown. going along with it. She doesn't necessarily have like. She's, she's having not, fun. She's just having an OK time. Yeah. That's she's, it. Yeah. So Lancey's driving, speeding through downtown. Every time she approaches a red light, she goes, what color is the light? It's red. Oh, uh, doesn't red mean stop? (laughs) And she keeps, in her mind, willing the lights to change to green so that she can speed through. It keeps happening. Sayer says, eventually the light is going to be red. They cut it. They have a really close call. She drives through. One is still red when she drives through. Then it turns green. They almost get in a car accident, but then they don't. And the other girls are like, wow, we're invincible. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all pumped. At school the next day, Rochelle, this part is really upsetting. Rochelle is in the showers in the gym, like by the pool. Oh, yeah. Here's Laura crying, walks over and sees Laura sitting on the floor of the showers at the school, like, all of her hair has fun. and it's also like her scalp is like bloody and patchy and yeah like she looks ill mm-hmm. and she's sitting on the floor sort of like with her head in her hands like pulling her hair out just sobbing and being like what did I do like what's happening to me I don't understand mm-hmm. Rochelle sort of looks on her with um a bit of pity is like starting to feel right uh badly for her right. Um. Uh. Then Chris calls Sarah and says, "Hey, I need to. I need to be alone with you. I need to see you. Can I please see you? I can't stop thinking about you." She finally says, "Okay, fine. I'll see you." They he picks her up. They're in his convertible. Everybody has a convertible in this movie. They're mm-hmm. in his convertible. Uh, and he's being really obsessive with her and really intense. And she says, "You know, I I, I think I think you should take me home." Uh, and he doesn't want her to leave and it starts getting kind of like aggressive. Oh, my God. Trying yeah. to keep he, her there. He like tries to like pin her down. She like tries to get out of the car and he like chases her and like knocks her down. And it like very much looks like it's about to be a rape situation. And then she kind mm-hmm. of throws him she, like off. hits him in the face. Yeah, and he's like, okay. yeah, she like kicks him in the nuts and manages to run away um and runs to Rochelle's house um where she safely gets there she's and all the girls are there and they're talking and they can't believe what's happened and they're all saying like oh that's you know we have to get him back for this and Sarah's like no let's like this is my fault like I shouldn't have ever done the spell on him let's sort of just leave it be um Nancy finds out they're like where's Chris right now they find out that he's at a party like high school house party. Right. Um, and Nancy decides to go and find him. Yep. Mm-hmm. She clearly wants to use this just as an excuse to get to. Yeah. We, him. Nancy's been after Chris the mm-hmm. whole the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. And Sarah's like, I don't want you to do this. Like, let's yeah, not please, go to the party. She's clearly very distressed. Like, Nancy's like, I'm going to. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to find him. So Nancy goes, finds Chris. Um, 
he's drunk. He's like very drunk and, and he sees her there and is like, where's Sarah? Is she here? And I like need to see her. Um, she brings Chris up into a bedroom, tries to seduce him as herself. She, you know, they obviously slept together before. She brings that up and he's like, oh, you're crazy. I love Sarah. Uh, so she does the ritual that we did saw before of changing your appearance and transforms herself into Sarah, mm. which he's like weirded out by at first, but is really drunk. So he pretty quickly is like, oh, Sarah, great. They start to have sex. Yep. Then the rest of the girls show up at the party to get Nancy. They're like, you know, that let's get her out of here. I never wanted to do this in the first place. Sarah walks into the room where Nancy is fucking Chris, where Nancy has now re-revealed herself as herself. It, Chris is like, wait, I, Sarah just walked in. I was sleeping with Sarah. Now it's Nancy. Realizes he goes like, oh, you're, you're a witch. Mm-hmm. And Nancy's like, yeah, we're all witches. Like, Sarah's a witch, too. You only like Sarah because she made a spell for you to like her. Right. Uh, and he's not buying it, but he's really freaking out. Nancy is thrilled to be revealing all of this to him and nancy yells at him and i did like this line a lot where she says you treat women like they're whores and you're the Mm. whore so she's just getting Mm -hmm. angrier and angrier and she's like you're the one that sleeps with everyone she's now kind of levitating her toes are like drag she's like moving that's the best shot of the movie yeah it's It's really really cool. cool she's like dragging her toes toward him yeah, screaming at him he's kind of backing up he's afraid moving closer and closer to the window behind him and eventually the window behind him like explodes and he f- falls out of it falls to his death which you know sarah's not happy about um Mm-mm. she feels pretty guilty about her part in uh his death mm-hmm yeah, so she, we see Sarah cutting out, there's a like a picture of the four of them. She cuts Nancy out of that photo, so there's just a photo of Nancy. Wraps some like ribbon around it and tries to do a ritual. She says, I, I bind you, mm-hmm. Nancy, from doing harm, harm to yourself, harm to others. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm, like says it over and over again. That night, Sarah has a nightmare that the three women are like floating on top of her and trying to strangle her and kill her. The next day at school, in the bathroom, the three girls come in, and they're like, um, how have you been sleeping, Sarah? I bet not great. Um, you know, Nancy says, like, um, don't you ever try to do a spell on me ever again. So they know that she tried to bind Nancy from doing harm. Right. They say, Nancy says, you know, um, if a woman, it used to be if a woman tried to, if she betrayed her coven, they would kill her. Um, so, you know, I, I, you might want to change schools or, um, states or countries. Like you might want to get out of here, basically threatening her life. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's clear that, yeah, none of her magic is working against them and they're able to do magic against her, keeping her from sleeping. Sarah runs back to the occult shopkeeper from the beginning scene and she's like, they're in my thoughts. They know what I'm thinking. They know what I'm doing. And I'm I'm at my wit's end. What do I do? And they go into that back room that previously um, this shopkeeper had had been like, don't we can't go back there. 
but now we're brought into there and the woman tells Sarah that she the only remedy is that she will have to invoke the spirit, which is what they did on the beach when Manon entered Nancy. And Sarah says, I, no, that made Nancy go crazy. Like, I can't I can't do that. And the woman says, well, that Nancy went about it in the wrong way. Her intention was to do harm. It wouldn't be that way if you did it. But this is your only remedy. You have to invoke the spirit. And she says, you can't feel fear. You can't be scared. And she's Sarah's like, how the hell am I not supposed to be scared? I am scared. (laughs) And yeah, she's like, everything, every single time I use my power, someone gets hurt um, or someone dies. And I am so scared. And the woman is just, the woman is, doesn't she say something about her mom? She's like, your mom wouldn't want you to be scared or something like that. Yeah. So they, they start to try to do the ritual. Um, and I guess, yeah, that Sarah's just too scared because as they start, we get like a vision of the whole shop burning up, which isn't which we realize doesn't really happen. But it's just Sarah being too scared. So she sort of runs out of the shop and flees, goes back to her house where she gets a phone call. No one's home. She comes in and starts calling for her dad. He's not there. The phone rings. Um, and it's Nancy and she says, oh, where are your, where are your parents? Didn't you, I guess they, they thought that you'd run away. So they flew home to San Francisco on flight 321. Um, but oh my gosh, didn't you, haven't you heard the news? Didn't you turn on the news and see what happened? And it's footage of a plane crash from LA to San Francisco. No survivors. Uh, Sarah starts freaking out, hangs up the phone. Runs outside, and this is where we have our 10,000 10, snakes. snakes. Count them. Count them. 10,000 <laughs> snakes. There are snakes everywhere. Lizards, spiders, rats. Scorpions. Maggots coming out of the toilet. Scorpions. Like, everywhere she turns, she's outside. There's a bunch of snakes. She goes back inside. She goes upstairs in the bathroom. They're coming out of the pipes. They're coming out of the toilets. Just, like, rats, bugs, Fucking, it's so nasty. They're everywhere. She's freaking out. She, like, kneels down on the ground and is crying, freaking out about all these nasty creatures. And Nancy comes in and goes, this is the meanest fucking shit. She comes in and goes, if I was as pathetic as you, I would have killed myself years ago. You should get on with it. (gasps) It's so mean. Devastating. So that sort of snaps Sarah out of it and realizes that this was all like magic imagery that those girls were putting in her head. There aren't actually snakes and bugs in her house. She goes downstairs and finds that all three of them are there and they're floating, right? Yeah. Flying, hovering in the air at this point. Yeah, they're like, Mm -hmm. they're, 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 they have so much power. They're just like, at at this point, Sarah is like weak. Mm-hmm. And and Nancy has a like a fancy blade little like hand knife thing that she had earlier when they did their their first ritual in the woods. Um, and she tells her Nancy tells Sarah, oh, you're going to kill yourself tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> Sarah sees this really made me laugh. A handwritten note in like the craziest, most childlike handwriting that just says, I killed Chris. I'm sorry, signed Sarah, (laughs) which is like, what a suicide note. Um, 
Nancy comes down to her. She was floating in the ground. She comes down and she slices her across the wrists with her knife. Sarah starts bleeding. Sarah says, like, this isn't this isn't real. You're not really doing this. And Nancy says, well, why are you why are you bleeding then? And she looks down and she is bleeding from her wrists. Um, she runs upstairs to her bedroom. Um, she sort of is like, I need, she sort of realizes when she's up there, she sees a picture of this picture of her mom and it all of a sudden becomes like Harry Potter style, like a moving picture. And it sort of Lily Potter gives her, yeah, so so Lily Potter, uh, vibes and, um, Harry Potter was stolen from the craft and it gives her power. It feels like, so she goes, I think she starts saying this ritual of like, make them make them see, make them see what mm. they've done, something like that. Uh, Nancy's downstairs with the other two, and I was like, what the fuck is taking her so long? I want her to be dead. Sends Rochelle and Bonnie up to check on her. Rochelle and Bonnie go upstairs. They see themselves in a mirror, and we see them see their own reflections, not how they actually look. So Bonnie sees herself with scars all over her face, Rochelle sees herself with her hair falling out, which again, I was like, oh, that's what makes them want to not have someone die as they got ugly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Honestly, yes. Um, yeah. That's literally I it. mean, yeah. So they see themselves <laughs> like that. They freak out because yeah. they think, oh my God, it's coming back to us three times over. Now we're even like worse than we were before. They freak out. They flee. So Sarah realizes she needs to invoke Mana and she needs to take Find the strength. Mm-hmm. Not be invoke afraid. Manon. Not be afraid. So she does it. She invokes Manon. Immediately her wrists stop bleeding. Nancy comes upstairs. And yeah, they have. So Nancy comes upstairs and is like, Sarah, where are you? Sarah walks out of a mirror. Which is pretty cool. I don't pretty know how cool, that happened cool. or what. You know, whatever. She walks out of a mm-hmm. mirror. And it's like, Manon. Manon is in me. Manon's mad at you, Nancy. Manon says that you abused what he gave you and that now you have to pay the price. So then Nancy's fingers turn into snakes. Oh, my God. I forgot. And bugs start coming out of her sleeves and mouth. And it's really gross. Oh, that's gross. The bug stuff is the scariest part in this movie. It I hate really it. It's nasty. There are all these cockroaches in her mouth. And all and over like, her face. I hate all it. All over her body. They're just like everywhere. Um, she's freaking out. It, again, she's freaking out. Um, but again, it was just an illusion. It was yeah. that Sarah was making it happen with her magic mind. Mm-hmm. So Nancy apologizes and is like, I'm sorry. I just, uh, I just took it too far. Um, so then Sarah tries to bind her again. She does the same spell she did before. She said, Nan- I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm, harm to yourself, harm to others. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm. And Nancy doesn't like Flies that one Flies at her. Flies mm-hmm. at her, attacks her, trying to stab her with her big knife. They're fighting. Eventually, a huge dresser, like, flies across the room, smashes Sarah into a wall. Um, And then... It sort of calms down for a second and Nancy doesn't know where Sarah went. And she's like digging through all this debris and then she sees the um, clothes empty, that Sarah was wearing. Clothes. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. Sarah's like perfectly laid out outfit that she was just wearing. Like as if you'd like put your clothes out on the bed to be like this shirt with this skirt. For your first and this day of eighth grade. And, like 
for your first day of case. <laughs> her clothes are lying flat, perfectly in a little outfit. Um, and Nancy is suspicious of it, picks up her knife, thinks that Sarah's under there, and goes to stab her. She's right. Sarah had made herself invisible under her clothes. Like, got into the, so. like, flooring, I guess? Like, into the know. foundation of the house? So Nancy <laughs> goes to stab her. Sarah reappears, kicks Nancy in the stomach, blows her back, and smashes her into the mirror, and I guess she's defeated. Defeated. Mm-hmm. Defeated. Defeated. Uh, the mirror smashes and breaks glass everywhere. Um, cut to, I don't know, the next day, several days later. I don't know. Whatever. It's time has passed. Sarah is in her driveway with her dad. Her dad's like unpacking groceries or something. Obviously, the flight didn't really crash. He's fine. He's alive. Um, they're unpacking groceries. Rochelle and Bonnie come up and they're like, hey, we're really sorry um, that, you know, this is so it's so we're, yeah, lame. We're sorry. It's Obviously, so your dad, bad. like, you know, that it was just like a tr- obviously like your dad's not dead and everything's fine. And like, it was just a joke. Anyway, um, do you still have like magic powers? Because we don't have magic powers anymore. I'm just wondering, like, do you still have magic powers? And anyway, I hope that we can be friends. And Sarah's like, um, thanks for the apology and goodbye. Uh, get uh, off of my driveway. And they go like, she probably doesn't even really have powers anymore. And Sarah turns around. Wind starts blowing. The sky gets stormy. (laughs) A tree branch cracks and falls and almost hits Bonnie and Rochelle. They have to jump out of the way. They look up at Sarah and wind is blowing all around her. And she looks super powerful. And she says, like, (laughs) you probably want to be careful. Um, You don't want to end up like Nancy. Cut to Nancy in a fucking mental asylum, mm-hmm. strapped to a bed with cuts all over her face, talking about how Manon's inside of her and she's flying and she gets mm-hmm. a shot of sedatives, mm-hmm. cackles to camera and the end. The end. <laughs> the it's end. like a really, it's probably like the most fucked up scene of the movie in a way. And then it cuts to credits and the song is this like, Poppy, fun, 90s song. It's a Peter Gabriel cover. It's I Have the Touch. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, I think these last like 15 minutes, I was like, fuck this movie. Like, it's just, you know, I think it had so much going for it. This like female friendship, this like women empowerment and like so much of it is so cool and then it ends with them being like just bitchy to each other and it's just like mm-hmm. yeah that, that really bummed me out too that it's not real friendship right it never ends up being real friendship on anyone's part and that sucks. i i that that was the worst that was the worst written scene to me is rochelle and bonnie being like so how are you um, you know it was a joke. Um, do you still want to be friends? Right. Because right. do you still have power? It felt so deeply unrealistic and it felt like it was written like on set that day. Right. It was so poorly done that it does kind of take you out of the movie where it's like this dialogue is even worse than the kind of bad dialogue that's been throughout the movie. Um, which was an, uh, was fine enough to keep you involved. Yeah. This was like Bonnie and Rochelle were suddenly so nakedly power hungry still and hadn't learned anything. It just was like, okay, I don't know. It was awful. Yeah. 
It would have been cool. I kind of like there's something about the the mental asylum part that is like really disturbing in a way. Well, because that's but, like that's that's malicious. This is like we're we're getting our friend mm-hmm. committed mm-hmm. because we're mad at her. Well, it it also makes it seem as though Nancy was just purely evil and this movie has really set her up to be you understand her like she's still humanized there would be something that would be more powerful about it in a way is if nancy like ended up committed and then they were the last scene was like them realizing and like trying to get her out or like realizing and like being like fuck yeah i mean because it all ended up being oh it was all about either nancy or sarah being like the most powerful and only one of them could win and the rest of us are fucked and like they all only used their power to achieve that end. I'm the hottest. I have the guy who likes me. I am the most powerful in this crew. Right. And they set up all those things that you would think would be resolved by them being like, oh, wait, this is wrong. But then it wasn't. And it was like, oh, no, that was right. And we're fucking doubling down on that. And we're all just we all hate each other at the end. That said, it's fun. <laughs> And the outfits, really good outfits. There are, you know, a bunch of snakes. If you're a big snake fan, you'll get a bunch of snakes in there. If you're a big snake fan, you're going to fucking love this you're movie. Gonna, if you're into snakes, you're going to love this movie. Um, yeah. No questions asked. A lot of snakes. Were there, there weren't any fun voices in this. Were there? There weren't. We never, Manon, we never actually like see or hear Manon at all. No fun um, voices, but. We don't. Our regular voices are fun. We'll have to suffice. Our regular voices are fine. Um, look, I still want to be a witch. I still want to be. We have all the four elements, so I don't know. I mean, seems like we could find a way to to make I it think, happen. I think we should. Let's try on Saturday. Let's try on Saturday. I can't wait to drink the uh, blood from my sisters. <laughs> yes, me too. Especially during a global pandemic. I can't wait. It'll be safe and good. <laughs> Um, and you know good bye goodbye hi friends Emily here thank you so much for listening to another episode of too scary didn't watch hey if you like the show then go ahead and subscribe and please rate and review on apple podcast every single one just means so much to us. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter to see what's going on with us, see about upcoming movies. Uh, next week's film is going to be Tales from the Hood if you want to watch it ahead of time. But if you don't, hey, we'll tell you all about it. So come back here next week. We love you all so very much. Bye bye.